Did you know that your self-image is your inner success mechanism and it has to resonate with what you want to achieve? Did you know that your body needs to be in harmony with whatever you want to achieve and you actually manifest from the neck down instead of in your head? You manifest and create the life you want from your body. That's what my guest is talking about in this episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm Ronnie Ann Ryan, your go-to intuitive coach bringing real talk to the mystical realm on the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. Feel like the universe or your spirit guides aren't delivering? Maybe you're confused by esoteric lingo or which healing method to try. Well, you're in the right place because who has time for confusion when you're trying to build a business, find love, heal and recover, or leave your partner or job? I'll turn that mumbo jumbo into clear, actionable steps that fit easily into your life. So buckle up, open that heart chakra, and let's cut through the cosmic fluff together, shall we? Good fortune favors the bold and those who aren't afraid to call it like they see it right here on the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. Hi, this is Ronnie and Ryan, and I had an interesting conversation this week with a woman who called me, and I thought, "Mm, I'm going to share this on the podcast just to kind of let you in on my world. So a woman called, and she wanted to talk about how she learned to do remote viewing. But she didn't like the messages that she got because a lot of times they were premonitions of disasters or people being threatened or hurt in some way. And a lot of times the images were disturbing, number one. And number two, she didn't know what to do with them. Getting remote viewing or psychic messages about something that's about to happen, who are you going to call the CIA? They're going to cart your way in a straitjacket or ignore you or whatever, right? She was bothered by this and she said that she'd asked the universe and her guides to stop sending her these messages because they bothered her. So we talked about it for a while and I was explaining to her that remote viewing is really an amazing skill, but it isn't necessarily a spiritual endeavor the way she was doing it. Like when she was trained by the military, she claimed, then that's not a spiritual purpose. Not that it doesn't have validity or whatever, but she's the one being bothered. So we talked about what could help would be to raise her vibration and do things that would increase her frequency so that she could get higher level information. And then the idea that came to me was that remote viewing skill If she has that strong clairvoyance, the ability to really see, it might be a great skill to apply to mediumship. Then we talked about mediumship a little bit and I was explaining to her how that would be higher frequency because when you connect with people on the other side for somebody's loved one who's asking questions, then you give them evidence. If you're trained properly, you always give evidence to show that you're really talking to that person. They give you details that no one else could know, that you wouldn't have been able to find out ahead of time and then you can convey a message if they have one and this brings so much comfort to people who have lost someone and that's often very healing. So I explained to her this would be a good use, a way to up-level her skill set and tune into a higher vibration and to feel the love and the healing energy that comes from doing that kind of work that really comes from the heart, which is very, very different than remote viewing for police departments or for military use. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just talking about how she was uncomfortable with the messages she was getting. And so I suggested she upgrade her frequency and look 
for a higher level. So it was a very interesting conversation. And at the end, she was very excited and she uh, booked another session with me. So I'm just sharing this story that's a little on the odd side to explain how when you work with me, you know, I have access to all kinds of information from the Akashic Records, from my own guides, from my own intuition, from your guides, from angels. So I can get the highest information to help you look at a situation, understand it better, create steps to help you move forward in whatever direction you're looking for, or to figure out the direction that resonates best with your higher being, your higher self, your spirit, your soul. As we're closing in on the end of the year, this can be a great time to get a reading and look at how did your year go? Now, what are you grateful for? What do you want to wrap up? What steps can you take to finish your year with a bang? And what can you look forward to in the next year? So I'm just putting that out there to you. And the other thing I want to bring up is the podcast is now in 92 countries. Yay! And so I can't tell the way the statistics comes up, which are the new countries. But I will say... A shout out to Finland and Saudi Arabia. Thank you so much to both countries for listening and to all 92 countries. I'm thrilled to know that you're taking advantage of this great information and I hope it's bringing you some insights and joy. On today's episode of the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast, I'm speaking with Danielle Margraff, a leader in the feminine wealth movement, followed by women worldwide for her inspiring and no-nonsense teaching style. Danielle mixes her spiritual badassery with money and nervous system coaching trainings for women to literally rewire your body for more freedom, fulfillment, and feminine financial flow. That's a lot of alliteration. Woo! Welcome, Danielle. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm, as always, very excited to talk to women who are leaders in different industries. For me, this is like one of the best things about being a podcast host, but I actually took one of your workshops and I thought it was really cool. And I'm very excited because even today you sent out an email, since I'm one of your followers, you sent out an email about you know, that kind of touches on your story, which we'll do a little bit of, of course, and how getting money, acquiring wealth, getting in the flow doesn't have to be hard, doesn't have to be a struggle, and you don't have to grind your bones down to nub to experience financial freedom and wealth. I'm like, tell me more. So first, (laughs) let's talk about poverty to prosperity. Well, you know, part of my story is that, you know, I, I'm a master manifester, as I'm sure all your listeners are. And my master manifestations came in the form of a divorce with two kids under two, food stamps three times, car repossession four times. Oh my and gosh. then oh my because, gosh. yeah, because I really wanted to test my power and how I powerful guess. the manifester I was, I, I went homeless once. So, you know, the key, right, is like I was manifesting in the wrong direction. And so turning it around from poverty. Let's talk about that. Manifesting in the wrong direction, because I know what you're talking about, but just explain a little. 
Yeah. So listen, we, there's, there's something called the law of polarity, right? And the law of polarity states that what, whatever's happening on this side, right? Maybe yeah. we'll call that poverty side is also, right? It's a spectrum and it's also can happen in the prosperity side. It's just where you're putting your focus, where you're, where you're focusing on, right? Cause you know, energy follows attention where you're focusing on is what you'll create. The thing is right. for me and for many of the people, People who follow me and do work with me and do programs with me, they've had have experienced some level of trauma. Some of it is emotional. Most of it's emotional. Some of it is even financial trauma, right? The result was financial trauma. And so what happens is, is because there has been that trauma, it's very difficult for us to hold the thought and the positive focus on the prosperity, whatever you call that, right? It, just insert what you want. It's very difficult to hold that because we have now created neural pathways and wiring around survival. And we are in the habit of being in fear and worry and doubt and uncertainty. And we have so much evidence of that. The idea of holding the thought of the good stuff is so not a habit for us. We can't hold it. Right. So that's what that's what moving from pro poverty to prosperity is about. You know, I just did what I call a podcast snack. It was like a five minute, five, six minute thing. And it was about don't focus on what you don't want. Focus on what you do want. It wasn't in the area of financial prosperity. It was about people freaking out over the news or anything else that's upsetting and the thought loops or whatever. And I'm like, if you're spending all your time thinking about what you don't want, then you're not spending time thinking about what you do want. So it's really the same principle. Okay, you were really good at manifesting car repossession, apparently. You're like a pro, four times, holy crap. What do you drive now? I'm just curious. Jeep Wrangler. A Jeep Wrangler, you're so practical. All right, so. Well, I surf and I paddleboard and I live by the ocean and it's a perfect vehicle for all my boards. Uh Yes, that <laughs> is. For living life fully, right? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's talk about this. No amount of money is worth sacrificing our lives for. And you, so you said, I'm done pushing, hustling, sacrificing to realize there's a better way. So can we hear a little about the better way? So the better way is about really moving from self-abandonment to self-loyalty. It's about not no longer prostituting your values, your beliefs, your ideas, the life that you want to create and live and how you want to do that for transactional means, i.e. money. Now, if it's if someone's listening and struggling with money, right, you're rolling your eyes, you're probably turning me off right now. And it's frustrating. But the truth is, is that when I was at my lowest of lows, I didn't wasn't filling out applications for Home Depot, I was praying, I was looking to spirit, I was looking to God, I was looking to write the powers that be show me the way because I am right, I, I, the jig is up. I don't know what I'm doing and I would really in total surrender, right? And so the truth is, is that the better way is about really starting to have master over your mind is to really connect and come home to who you really are, which is a spirit, right? You are soul, you are spirit in human form, having a human experience. And it's really about tending to that part of you and learning how to be that, learning how to embody and express your purpose, your mission, your soul's message with such conviction, in such decision, in such passion that 
there is nothing else for you to do. You wouldn't, you're not, you're no longer trading your precious life for survival, for money. So that's what that's about. Do you use any goddesses in your practice or it's just you and the source? How does it work? So um, I do host retreat every year. It's called a Prosperous Goddess Unretreat. It's actually like a three and a half day immersion. We do work with goddess energy. This year, we just got back two weeks ago, not even. We use the goddess Lakshmi. And so what we do is we invoke her. Lakshmi. So we invoke her and then we actualize her throughout the experience. And part of this work, I used to sort of roll my eyes at the idea of goddess, right? I'm a, I'm a New Yorker who now lives in Jersey. And the idea of goddess was sort of like gag me with a spoon. But the truth (laughs) is, if you really understand the idea of goddess, goddess is about the full acceptance of who you are, all the parts of you. And because I do somatic work with my clients, the whole idea of somatic work is come as you are, all of you is welcomed here in this space. And so those things just so go so beautifully together because it is about being in devotion and in the sacredness of your life and really living your life in ritual and practices that create more prosperity. And it's about being more embodied and expressed in alignment to what you want to attract and to who you are and to why you're here. You know what amazes me? Um, I'm not that familiar with the somatic stuff. However, I this fall, I've done a bunch of sessions with a woman who I actually did a podcast with her. Her name is Jen Ack, and she was a dancer, and she's taught a lot of dancing and stuff. So she started using what she calls the power of gesture. So she runs these workshops where you sit on Zoom, so you only have to move your arms. So I was willing to do that because I'm like, you know, don't make me stand up and express myself through dance. No. So, But I didn't have to do that. So anyway, I've had experience now working with her one-on-one too, where I just really moved my arms. It was shocking how, first of all, I released emotions I didn't know I had. I released stuff from my body. I can't tell you really what it was about or whatever. And she said, don't worry about that. You let it go. It's awesome. You don't have to try to reclaim it and figure it out. I'm like, okay, thank you. So that whole idea that you can release stuff from your body that's emotional, that's holding your back, it's not in your brain. It's not in your heart. It's all over the place. So Mm -hmm. that was really fascinating for me Mm because I never had that experience before. So is that the kind of thing you're talking about? Yes. And uh, we have a whole inner world. And what we do in my practice and in, in the lineage of somatic that we talk about is we first go into the inner world and we work on rewiring, reorganizing and doing repairing of sort of connections that don't work anymore. And um, we pair them to actually change the form of those so you can relate differently to emotions, to energies, to memories, to ideas, to things internally, because the mind lives in the body the mind doesn't live in the brain the mind lives in the body your energy body lives in the body your uh, your emotional body lives in the body and your nervous system is the command center of all of it and so if the nervous system is not on board internally it's the root r-o-o-t and the root r-o-u-e to your wealth we are not wired for success we're wired for survival and safety and so it's really an inner rewiring that we then we do not as not like these big gestures like you're talking about so little bit different but it's all in the same sort of generational teachings i would say yeah yeah okay cool so you have people visualize 
No, I don't use visualization in uh, in mindset work. We could use visualization, but in somatic work, we're actually I'm taking you into your subconscious, and you can't be in the conscious and in the subconscious at the same time. And so I take you into the subconscious, and we actually go through the body. It's a body based approach to create more alignment and wiring to what you want versus to those traumas, right? So when we are contracted and restricted, and we carry emotional debt that is around worry or scarcity or fear, right? We we sort of hold them tight in the body and the body remembers everything, even though the mind might not. Mm. And so when we start to do this rewire, we start to create some space. And as we create some space, what we know to be true is that movement, when we have more movement and space, when we have more space, we have more movement. When we have more movement, healing can occur, right? And so that's what I do. Just a quick pause before sharing more mystical moments. Are you at a crossroads and unsure which path to take? Or in the midst of a life crisis or difficult life changes? Stop the guesswork and endless what ifs. I've been there. Know what I did? I asked the universe for a sign and it worked. Now I'm sharing my too simple to be true method with you. In my free audio program, How to Ask the Universe for a Sign, you'll learn the simple steps to receive a clear yes-no answer from the universe within just 24 hours. No more sleepless nights, just clear answers. Visit intuitiveedge.biz sign to claim your free audio program and start your journey to certainty today. Way back when, <laughs> I remember 60 Minutes had a piece on goddess groups and this was you know revolutionary at the time and i was really taken with that and so i wanted to start a goddess group so i did and i invited my girlfriends over to my house and we talked about receiving and how are we going to receive and we wanted to receive so we held a bowl and somebody poured water into the bowl and we tried to connect with the energy of receiving you know in that way so that was my way back when method for trying to connect with the energy of receiving. So that's so funny. That's what just got triggered in my mind when you were talking about that. It was it was really pretty funny. At the time, I, I was getting all these little fun songs about divine feminine energy and mermaids and stuff. Oh my God, many years ago. So anyway, it. <laughs> it was fun. Can you give me one example from your own life of how you, after the fourth car repossession like how how did you turn that around or what happened or tell me some significant aha moment or something that explains how you got from a to b you know what i mean how'd you get there yeah so i would say that it was really there was i mean there's there's significant moments right and the moment that sort of has just occurred to me as you were asking that question is that I really made a decision, right? When we make a decision, which is actually a mental psychological process that we go through, a lot of people think they're making decisions, but a decision, you know, b- before we make a decision, we're we're asking questions like, are we in or out? Do we do it or not do it? You know, is it possible or is it not possible, right? But when you make a decision, you close all exit doors and you start looking for solutions. And when you make a decision, it's really a conviction to say, that's where I'm headed, that's where I'm going and nothing's going to stop me. And I'm willing to learn all the lessons on this journey that I'm required to get to where I want to go. And we start looking for solutions and we're open to every opportunity, every person, every guide, every mentor, every modality that comes our way. 
as a way toward what we require and desire. I think there's a lot of people who they want a lot of things, but we don't get what we want. We get what we be, right? And that's a really important distinction because I had to change this idea of who I was, right? I was, I was hanging my hat on the hook of I'm a single mother, poor me, single mother, right? And the truth is, is that once I decided, you know, I was what my goal was and where I was going and what I was going to create and that I was no longer going to tolerate handing down to my children who were very small at the time, they were only one and two, you know, the, the generational trauma and pattern of shame and unworthiness that was coming in the form of poverty and not deserving, right? No money and the whole thing, which I was reliving. I mean, I was very consciously reliving that. I made a decision enough. It stops here. It ends with me. And, and honestly, I wish that I could say at the time that I thought I was worth it enough, which is what made me make the decision. But the truth is I did it at the time. It was for my children only, children. right? It was not me. And now I'm proud to say that I am part of right? The whole thing, right? Like I get to have and be and do that. I am also part of the, you know, the construct of no, we we're all three of us doing it together. So, so really the decision is really, and understanding how to make that decision was really part of it. Well, that's really interesting. What do you think the most important thing is like, if you had one thing you could impart to the listeners today that would help them begin that transformation, what would that be? Yeah, make a decision, right? So here's the thing. We say we want relationship. We say we want more money. We say we want to be successful at what we do. I just got off the phone this morning with two different healers who, you know, they want to make money doing, they're in maybe midlife transition as far as they were in corporate, they were engineers, they were, you know, they were state workers. And now they're they're finding this spiritual path that that they're learning. Oh my God, I'm really good at animal communication or oh my gosh, I'm really good at doing this work with parents as a coach or whatever it is. And yet they haven't made the decision because their mind is still in, can I do this? Will this work for me? Is this where I should be? What are people going to think of me? I went from engineer to X, Y, and Z coach or healer or energy worker or whatever it is. And the truth is, is that your self-image is your inner success mechanism. And if you're still thinking of yourself as the old version of you, and you keep comparing yourself now to the old version of you, and you're afraid of what people are going to think of you, you haven't made the decision and you are not in the conviction of who you are, how you serve, what your purpose is, what your mission is. And so therefore you are not really stepping into fully the energy, the emotion, the embodiment, the expression of this version of you. So make the decision. So it, it sounds to me like there's a piece of this is about stepping into your own authentic power. So I would say that I work with women who have disowned their power, identity, and voice in exchange for safety and who are ready to reclaim that through really tapping into their, you know, soul-led mission-based work. However, I would say that it goes far deeper than reclaiming your power. It's really about who are you? What is your identity? What is your soul's message? What is your mission on this planet? Having discipline and practicality around that in order to decide it over and over again, even when it's hard. Oh, not discipline. <laughs> <laughs> right? I know. So what does that look like? Are you saying like you want to, you know, is this like an NLP process where you know you want to no, flip that? No, I don't do NLP. Okay. No, because I don't do NLP. 
you know, in an NLP process, they're like, you want to do this 10 times a day, flip the switch and turn on the knowing of who you are, the excitement, visualize yourself and this yeah. and that, whatever. Yeah. No, so this, is a, this is a process of going inside your body, which houses all the things, right? We're living from the neck up. We're living from the neck up because that's where it's safe to live. I'm bringing you the neck down. And we only manifest and create from the neck down. We don't manifest and create from the neck up. Most really? people, yeah. I mean, most people want, the women that I work with, they need to. They need a bottom-up approach. Top-down approach doesn't work for them, which is why they've affirmed a thousand times that they're rich and wealthy and millionaires and it's not working and they're frustrated. And then they're, you know, or they're thin or losing weight or healthy or whatever you, whatever you're affirming. But the truth is you need to affirm it and it needs to be actualized in the body. If it's not actualized in the body, right, then, then we can't, it, it, it doesn't stick. And so this is a process of going into not the conscious mind, not, we're not working with the conscious mind, we're working with the subconscious. Subconscious, now they're saying, you know, it used to be 95% of your life and your success and your results come from the subconscious. Now they're saying 98%. So it's oh, wow. getting even more that the inner work is more important than the outer work. You can get a strategy, you can have a funnel, you can have a sales setter for you. But the truth is, is that you your energy ultimately is what is going to attract and draw in the yeah, yeah. what you're in harmony with. So yeah. it doesn't matter what strategy or tactic you use. It doesn't matter who you hire. It doesn't matter who hires you. If you are not in alignment, in harmony with what you want to attract, it's not going to work and it's not going to be sustainable. Yeah. Well, yes, I could not agree with that statement more. And that <laughs> applies to any use of the law of attraction. And, you know, I was a dating coach for 20 years, so I would talk to women. Sometimes the most beautiful women had the worst trouble finding love because for whatever reason, they didn't think the guys were good enough or they were tired of men hitting on them or nobody was serious. Whatever it was, they had a lot of baggage. So a lot of women think, oh, if I was just prettier, if I was just thinner, if I was just younger, not necessarily because it's really, if you just believe, if you come from that place of owning your attractiveness, your worth as a woman and how great a partner you would be or whatever, and knowing that deep within, then you start to bring those people in. And when I was on my journey to find love, it took me 15 months of really hard work to get there. I did get there and I did find love and I've been married for a long time now. But so I know, I know what that's like when it works and when it doesn't. I personally have experience with both. (laughs) Yeah, I really get it. Yeah. So if you're talking about discipline, what is it that they have to do? Because you said it takes. Yeah. So I would never tell, I would, I would never tell someone what they have to do. What my process is because everybody's wealth path and wealth process is individual to them based on their circumstances and their history and their traumas and where they want to go and what they want. um, That would be a personal conversation around going internally and really connecting with what needs to be congruent and in alignment for you to do because the doing is really far less important then let's make something up though because you know i need an example that's what i'm looking for like give me it could be from you it could be from anybody what's an example okay Okay, so for instance say someone says and this is really simple say someone says you know what 
when I, when I'm a millionaire, if I were to become a millionaire, one thing that I would do is I would be doing, I would start my day every morning with yoga. Every morning I'd start, if I would had a million dollars, my morning would look totally different. I would drink green juice and I would do yoga and I would be happy and I would get someone, I would get a limousine to drop my kids off at school because I'm not doing it. Right. And I want to just have this luxurious start of my day. I wouldn't see my first client till 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. So what that means is like, if you're right, that's a gap, right? We're showing yes. you there's a gap where you are to where you want to yes. be. In order for you to start stepping into and embodying that, what do you got to do? Well, start doing yoga every morning, great, right? Great start making juice. your green juice every morning, right? <laughs> start doing now okay. what you would do if you were a million dollar so that's you know, earner. Act, act as if. That goes with the act Ish. as if. Yeah, Lift it's from sort that. of like that. Yeah, it goes a little deeper than deeper. that. That was a of very course. sort of shallow yeah. example. Yeah. But, but yes, that's sort of like what we're talking about. The thing is, most people can't sustain the discipline of that and the habit of that yeah. because they're not seeing they'll, what they'll do is because they're so objectively controlled, they're not seeing the money come in fast enough. And then they go, this isn't working. I don't want to do this. Or they forget or they're like tired or their mind will come in and go, ah, don't do yoga today. You deserve the rest. You've been working so hard right, right, because right. the subconscious is so insidious and the safety yes. in the subconscious is to keep everything the same. Yes. So that's yes. sort of an example. All right. Thank you. That really helped crystallize it so much. I'm going to tell people about your one day immersion because it's on Monday. Oh, right? thanks. Yeah. November 13th. Yeah. Danielle had to run today, but I'm going to tell you a little bit about her one-day workshop Monday, November 13th, and it's called Six Figure Frequency, and she calls it a one-day immersion. Here's what she's going to be addressing. If you're struggling with making money, the problem is not your strategy or your tactics. It's that you're not in the flow of wealth. And Danielle says we all carry emotional debt. If you've had financial trauma or if you've been trying really hard for a long time and so you're emotionally exhausted or if you doubt yourself and you feel like a fraud, this is what she's going to address in that one day program called Six Figure Frequency. Get into the flow of wealth on your terms without coping or chasing or working yourself to a frazzle and begin attracting more money. Feel 100% happier. Feel more aligned with your purpose. It's this Monday, November 13th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Eastern. The link to join is in the show notes. So if that feels right to you, check it out. Thank you so Thank much. You, Thank you, Ronnie. Thank you. This is awesome. Thank you for joining me in this sacred space on your journey to clarity and spiritual growth. If you're at a crossroad in the middle of a life crisis or challenge, try intuitive coaching or book an intuitive or past life reading at intuitiveedge.biz. Enjoyed our time together? Please rate, review, and share this podcast with a friend to spread the magic. Until next time, this is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Music.